The following message is brought to you by New Song Church and Pastor Joshua Blunt in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. For more information on New Song, visit us online at newsongpeople.com. picture this and we kind of introduced the concept of time and opportunity. So we're looking at going through some biblical concepts that can align with the Kingdom Manifesto series that we've just come out of. And so last week we talked about time and opportunity. Now, every one of us is in a season, whether you see it or you don't, acknowledge it or not, you are in a season and it is then incumbent upon you to understand what to do with the time and opportunity that you have because each season presents with you time and it also presents with you opportunity. And everybody wants to be successful in whatever season they find themselves, correct? So if I asked and I did a cross-section, raise your hand, those who want to be successful in the season there, and most hands will go up. The ones that don't raise their hands, they never raise their hands no matter what you ask, okay? (laughs) But most people's hands will go up saying, yeah, I want to be successful uh, in the season that I'm in. And the thing is, this is not just true of people in the church. Even outside the church, people want to be successful in whatever season they find themselves. So that's why you find there's so many self-help books out there, you know, how, how to grow a business or how to make friends or how, whatever it is, whatever season you're in, there's a self-help book that you will find out there. But the thing about those self-help books where they don't understand or they might not admit to is that the principles that work actually come out of the scriptures. They actually come out of the Bible, the principles that actually work when you're looking at those self-help books. But you and I being, kingdom, being uh, citizens of the kingdom of heaven, We have two realities. We have the reality of time in which we exist right now, but we also have an eternal reality, an eternal perspective. And so aside from just having those principles as uh, an option that we can practice, we have to remain connected to that which is eternal, to him who is eternal. The Bible says God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So he doesn't change. So as you and I can be affected by the season, he's not affected by the season. He is in this season that you're in, and he's going to be in the next season that you will find yourself. And so we always have to remain to that which is eternal in order to find true success. And so that's what we want to talk to you, talk about today is a story of relationship. We have to have a healthy relationship with God in order to find true success in whatever it is that we are doing. Amen? Okay, so if you could, turn your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 11, and we're going to go from verse 5 to 13. Luke chapter 11 from verse 5 to 13. And then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. 
I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, first look at this parable. Let me pray real quickly. Father, just thank you that even now as we begin in your word, I pray that you just help my mind connected to you, that I speak your word and speak it in truth, and that we would hear it, and that there would be change in our lives, in Jesus' name, amen. So at first look at this parable, when I first looked at it, I see it as a parable on persistence in prayer. And many people would see it and look at it and think that way also. And you're not necessarily wrong. I was not necessarily wrong in seeing that. But I ask myself some questions when it comes to certain things that I'm seeing or certain principles here. Is how do I become more persistent in prayer? What are the steps that I need to take in order for me to become more persistent? And because I couldn't see step one, step two, step three, step four, and now you are persistent, I kept pressing into the Lord to show me that I would understand the key to being persistent in prayer. So to kind of get here, to see that this has got to do with relationship, I kind of want to take you to the previous chapter, which is chapter 10. So Jesus in chapter 10 sends out the 72. So this is how this whole thing starts. Sends out the 72, and he gives them tools. And he says, hey, listen, when you go out to these homes or these places that I'm sending you out to, don't take a tunic. If they offer you food, eat it. If they don't receive you, you know, dust the dirt off your feet when you go into these places. And so they were given particular tools that they needed to use for that moment and that season that they found themselves in. And the Bible says they came back and these guys were totally excited. They were like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Jesus, the demons are just going everywhere. So they're totally thrilled at what's happened and what they were able to see. Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning. But this is the one thing he said, don't rejoice that the demons are going out, but rejoice that your name is written in the book of life. So in other words, your perspective is always on the eternal picture. You and I, with every season, are continuing to be made in the likeness and in the image of Jesus. So whatever season you find yourself in, your perspective should always be based eternally and not just on being successful in one moment. And so that's then we find one of the 72, as biblical scholars would tell us, one of them then comes to Jesus at this particular juncture in Luke. And that's where we meet Luke chapter 11 and verse 1, where Jesus is praying at a certain place. And then the disciple comes and says, teach us how to pray. And then he begins to give them a template on how to pray. Now, we call it the Lord's Prayer, right? But think about that. Why do we call it that? Is it the prayer that he prayed? Is it the prayer that he owns? And so 
get locked up in religion if we're not careful at seeing that this was a template on how to pray and not that this is what you ought to be praying. Now, I'm not saying don't pray the Lord's Prayer. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. But I want you to see that if you just see it as a prayer to be prayed and not see that it is a template, you miss what God is trying to have us unlock in our own lives. Okay? Now, last week we talked about Apple being the most successful company because all y'all use Apple. Okay? Use Apple products. Anybody ever heard of Windows? Yeah? Okay. So where some of us live, Windows. In Windows, there's a thing called Microsoft Word, which I know people came after me, showed me the Apple phones and said, hey, look, look, I got, I got Microsoft Word on my phone. Okay, so Windows loans Microsoft Word to y'all Apple people, okay? So Microsoft Word, if I want to write a resume on Microsoft Word, I can click on it and what can I find there? A what? A template. Now, the template is there to be a what? A guide to show me how to write an effective resume. Now, for the resume to become effective, I have to take my personal information and plug it into the template. Then it becomes my resume and then I can send it in. Imagine if I sent the template to my employer. Right? My employer will look at that and go... What is this? That you, what are you doing, right? Because it makes no sense. So I have to take what is personal and plug it into the template to make it my own for me to get the results that I need out of that particular template. Are you following with me? Yeah. Okay, we're going to get some amens at some point. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I asked you if you had breakfast and enough sugar because I need help with those amens from time to time. So, so here now Jesus knows that we have the tendency to make a religion out of something he's trying to teach. So to further explain or further give us an understanding of this template is then now he gives the parable and he says, picture this, the story of a friend at night. And what he's trying to show us is that relationship is the groundwork for persistent prayer. Relationship is the groundwork for persistent prayer. So he begins, the parable begins and says, suppose you have a friend, right? And how does the Lord's prayer begin? Our? Thank you guys. You guys, these guys are awesome. <laughs> Try and be like that. He says, our? Father. Right. Our father is not his name. His name is not father. Father denotes the function that he is able to provide, to guide, to show, to instruct, and to give. It denotes a relationship. His name is not father. If that was his name, you shouldn't call me father because I'm not God. So that denotes the function. That denotes a relationship. So in the same vein, somebody goes to a friend. And the word friend that is used there is the word phile or philon, which derives from the word filio, which we have Philadelphia, which is brotherly. There you go. You guys are back in church. That's awesome. <laughs> to where he has brotherly love. And if you further study it, it means that there's been an experiential relationship between person and friend. That means they know each other. They've had acquaintance. They've had experiences together. So he knows this 
friend. And because he knows this friend, he knows the friend has the capacity to help him with the need. Now, how many of us would go to a stranger's home and knock at midnight when you have need? This is America. Yeah, no. This is America. You might get shot. Okay? So you got to be careful. How, much, how many of us would have confidence going to a neighbor's house that we don't know to make a request at midnight? Not many of us would have confidence. But we go to somebody that we have confidence in because we have a relationship with them in order to make our request. So too, this friend had that confidence. But there's another thing that brought him to this place. The Bible says, he said, friend, I need three loaves because a friend has come to visit me at night. And the night thing is because it was easier to travel in the night because this is the desert. So it was cooler to travel in the night. So that's why it was not uncommon for a visitor to show up at night. So the visitor gets there at night and he has the same relationship. The same word for friend that is used here is the same word for friend that is used on the other friend who has come at night. Now, for you to get this, and I hope that you'll get this. So where I come from, if you have a visitor come into your home, it's disrespectful not to feed them. Okay? It's disrespectful not to feed them. So we always had to feed visitors when they came home. Now, I was the youngest of all the children that were in the home. So because you don't know who's coming at the door, who's not, whenever they knocked on the door and they came in, it was my food that they would have to take from me and give to the visitor. So I did not like visitors coming to the house because that meant that I was going to lose my food. And then I'll have to wait for something else to be cooked for me to eat. So I didn't like visitors very much. So, so every time the food came to my plate, I would just poke it with my fingers and make sure, you know, safeguard. I don't want to lose my food. <laughs> so, so in order not to be rude to his friend who has come at night, he has a need and he understands the need. So born out of the relationship that he has with his first friend, knowing his capacity and capability to give him what he needs, he presses in also because he understands the need that he has. So your relationship and your need are the keys to keep you in a place of persistent prayer. If you don't have a relationship with God or your relationship is unhealthy, you will not be persistent. Effective prayer is persistent and born out of relationship. If I don't know my need and I don't know my relationship with God, I will not be persistent in prayer. Have I ever told you how I met my wife? I know it's a TV show, but I'm for real. Have I ever told you how I met my wife? So, let me give you a backdrop. Okay. So, I, I, I don't have game. You know, people say, you know, I got game. I don't have that. Thank you, Buster Ken. You're, you're so kind. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon me, he will give you the words. Okay, the Bible says he'll give you the words that you need. And so, hey, I don't have the words. So she's up in Haiti, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit says, hey, you know, consider this. And so I said, you want to do lunch when you get back? Yeah, it doesn't seem like hot and wise to you, but it was like something that I had to think about to say. 
So I said, do you want to do lunch when you get back? And then after that, we're going to go get some yogurt. So, so, so watch this. I, 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 I was in a ministry with her. In fact, my, my spiritual mom is here. Ginny Curtis is in the house. So we used to minister at her house, and Ashley and I were meeting there. So in the back of my pocket, if she had said anything weird, I've said, I'm just wanting to check how the ministry is doing in Haiti. So I had something in my back pocket that, that if things went south, I'd have said, this is a pastoral thing, okay? It's got nothing to do with anything weird. But... Lo and behold, she said yes. And so here we are getting together on this date. We go eat, and afterwards we have yogurt. Now, the story can get controversial. I think she said she didn't like yogurt, but she said, I do like yogurt. But anyway, I thought she said she didn't. But in that moment, there was an expectation. So what we want to talk about are the four building blocks to a relationship. The four building blocks to a relationship. And number one is expectation. Because if a persistent prayer life is born out of a relationship, we need to know how the relationship works. So I had an expectation of her. See, I had seen this girl and I thought this girl was awesome. This girl was sweet and there was uh, good things about her. And my expectation was getting to know her and having those things come out and be revealed that, that she is indeed what I think she is. Now, if she had turned out to be a murderer, it would have been over. It would have been done. We would have stopped that thing right there. Okay? So we have expectations. So this friend at night, when he goes to see his friend, he has an expectation that the friend has the capacity and the ability to give him the loaves that he has. When your relationship is unhealthy, especially when you're looking at God, here's the thing. Some of us just know enough about God to be disappointed by him. Our expectation is not, is not based on biblical truth, but it's based on hearsay. For a long while, people believed that the Bible said God helps those who help themselves and lived with an expectation of God to come through because you believed that you were helping yourself and so you expect God to come through. If your expectation of God is not based on truth, you will be disappointed. And the moment you are disappointed, you will stop praying the moment that I would have found out that she was not what I assumed her to be I would have been disappointed and I would have stopped pursuing some of us have stopped praying because we're disappointed we've peppered it over with church attendance and doing the church thing but we're not persistent in prayer because we have felt a disappointment because God did not come through the way we thought he should. What is your expectation? See, you got to know God. God works in ways that are God ways. And if you don't know that, it's a ball of confusion. You're calling on God saying, God, help me with my finances. I'm struggling. Can you help me with my finances? The word of God comes, quit your job. You think, well, quit my job? I need my job to get, I'm saying I need help with my, I need more money than what I'm making. Speak to my boss to give me a raise. God says, quit your job. Then you go, this does not work. And you stop praying. But God's trying to show you 
that maybe your job is toxic to not allowing you to express the full potential and talent that you have inside of you that he needs to take you from this place and move you on to another where you will get your increase. But we're not going to move. Because again, I expected him to answer me in a particular way. I learned from a long time ago, man. When you're praying to God and you're asking for a thing, don't expect him to answer the way you think he's going to answer. Because God does his thing. He ain't here to do my thing. He's here to do his thing in my life. When your prayers are based on knowing about Jesus instead of knowing Jesus, you will lose the will to persist in prayer. What are your expectations? That's why it's important for you to get into the word because then you can align your expectations in accordance to the word of God. And so these guys' expectations was aligned because he knew the relationship that he had with this friend. Number two is intention. So I had expectations but I also had intentions. My intentions were clear. I was coming to this girl and I was saying, hey, I want to see if we can connect so I might spend the rest of my life with you. Do you know your intentions for coming into the faith? Why are you here? Some of us are here with the intention to make God an ATM machine that every time I have need, I just press the button, hopefully that he provides. Some of us here, our intention is that, okay, God just helps me anytime I just have issues. So this is the only reason I'm here for is for my issues to be solved. Yet God has in you the gifts to change a city, to change a state, to change a nation. God has you here to have the ability to change the environment, to know that the wisdom, the manifold wisdom of God has been made known to each and every single one of us who call ourselves citizens of heaven. That we have been given something and our intention is to say, my whole life I give to you. Not just that you just give to me, but I'm here to give to the kingdom. I ain't saying that God don't heal. He does heal. But I'm saying perhaps the reason why you are not getting your healing is because your intentions are not in a place of purity. See, I have a daughter, and I know some of y'all in here have daughters, and any, everybody in here can relate. If a boy came to meet your daughter and came and sat down with you, and you said, boy, what are your intentions? And then boy says, I don't know. You just don't go kick it. Just hang out and see what's what. How many of y'all would be like, all right, cool, y'all can hang out. You'd be like, get out the door right now and you go sit down with your, doctor and you, uh, your daughter and you say, no bueno, no good, this one's not right. Because his intentions are not aligned, they're not straight. And he doesn't even know his own intentions in the relationship. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 21, Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, then come follow me. This is the story of the rich guy. He had amassed himself a whole bunch of, weight, a whole bunch of wealth. Then he meets with Jesus and he says, hey, listen, what do I, what, what I got to do to follow you? Because you're kind of the cool kids and I kind of just want to hang out with you. And Jesus says, okay, all right, you need to follow everything that's written in the Lord. He goes, I got that down. How many of you know he didn't have it down? Nobody can have the whole Lord down. But he says, yeah, I got that down. Jesus looked at him and then said, hey, sell your possessions 
and then his intentions were exposed. They were not to really follow Jesus. They were to hang out with him without doing it the way Jesus wants. He wanted to do it his way. And when intentions are not right, it is difficult for us to be persistent in prayer. If you don't know your intentions, how can you know when the answers arrive? I eventually married her. I got what I intended to get. Do you know your intentions? Some of us arrive at a place of blessing, but we don't see it because it was never what we intended. This young man, he knew what he wanted. He intended to get bread because he understood his need. And so because he understood the gravity of his need and his intentions, it allowed him to stay in that place and keep on knocking on the door. See, if you have a relationship with somebody and you know that they're able to provide, it's easier for you to remain steadfast in your pursuit of what you need. See, I have a relationship with Pastor Ken. Pastor Ken, I'm going to use you if, if, if that's okay. Hopefully this is true. I, I, hopefully this, this is going to work. If it doesn't work, then I just missed it and it's online, so we messed it up. Okay, so if I go to Pastor Ken, number one, I know Pastor Ken has the ability to give me some things. So if I go to his house and I need those things and I send him a text and he doesn't respond, I still have the need. The need has not been met. He has not yet responded to, to me. If I know he lives, I might be going to his house and knocking on his door and he's not there. I'm going to wait in the car lot because maybe I know that he arrives at four o'clock from work and I'm sitting in the car, in the, in the parking lot, in, in the driveway at four o'clock waiting for him. He's not there. I ain't leaving until I'm able to get my word to him and he understands my need because I know he has the capacity and capability to give me what I intend. So I'm like, Pastor Ken, I, I, I have a need. I, I, just, I just need you to help me out here. I have a friend and, the, and, the, and the, I, 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 I'm in debt. I have a problem. Can you help me out? Can, can you figure it out for me? I'm going to keep pressing because I have a relationship with him but I also know my intention to going to him. That's why it's important for you to understand your intention in this relationship with God. Because it will position you to be persistent in prayer. Number three is motivation. What is your motivation? Now my motivation with this girl was love. I don't want to be in love. I had the butterflies in my stomach, and I just wanted to be in love. There are two different types of motivations. Number one is love. Number two is lust. Two different types of motivations. Love gives. What does the Bible say? For God so loved the world that he Okay. These people are in church. Thank you so much for coming today. He loved the world that he gave. The motivation of love is to give. That's the motivation. When you love, you want to bless and give of yourself to the other person. So when we went on that lunch, 
yours truly paid the bill. Yeah, we ain't gonna let you pay on the first one. You know why? Because I wanna be in love, right? So I pay the bill, I pay the bill again, and I paid the bill again, and the third time I was like, she gotta pay the bill back because I wanna know that she loved me. So I'm like, hey, hey, and she paid the bill, and I was like, okay, we smoking, all right? Things are going swimmingly well, and they're going great, because then I also wanted to know her motivation. That's what love does. Love is to give of self. That's what you do. But lust wants to get. See, when you're in lust, you actually don't know the things that you need. They're always fleeting and changing. Ever had that feeling when you go, man, right now, you know what would work for me? If I get a chicken from Cowboy Chicken and I eat that thing, oh, that feels like life will be so good and I'll be satisfied. That's lust. Because in the next moment, it's going to be an ice cream sundae. The flesh never knows what it really wants. All it wants is to get and get and get. How many of y'all thinking that the chicken or the ice cream would be the way to go? Get the chicken and the ice cream and you're still not satisfied. You still didn't hit the key. You still didn't hit that moment. You didn't get the satisfaction. You didn't get it. Because you were motivated by lust. Here's the question. Is your request for God motivated by lust or love? You don't persist because if it's motivated by lust, after the third attempt, you're going to go away. Because your lusts are going to change. But love stays determined, stays the course. Love does not give up. Love keeps on fighting. Love keeps on going. I love this city. I'm going to keep praying for it. I love this nation. I'm going to keep praying for it. The answer is not going to be who's at the helm of the presidency, but the answer is going to be me on my knees praying and believing God to change things and make things happen because I have love. I have love. You tell me you love this nation, you should be praying because if you say you love this nation and you're not praying, it's a lustful relationship that you have. Because when you have love, you will press in. This friend had love for his other friend. And that's why he stayed on the door. Man, I got to give my guy three loaves. Hey, hey, Pastor Ken, I know you've got three loaves in there. You got to help hook me up. I can't let my friend go hungry. He kept pressing. Why? Because he had love for his friend. What? Who do you love? You say, I love my kids but you've stopped persisting in prayer for your kids. I love my spouse, but you stop persisting in prayer for your spouse. So either wherever you are going, you don't believe that the person that can help you has the ability to help, so that's why you've stopped, because you've stopped believing that God can actually do it. That God can actually help. So all these things are building up towards something. Your expectation, your intention, and your motivation are building to create the basis of every relationship, which is trust. And that's number four. Trust. No relationship is strong without trust. It's impossible. It is an unhealthy relationship 
if it is not based in trust. What does trusting in the Lord mean? Trusting in the Lord is believing in God's ability, his wisdom, and his goodness. You believe in God's wisdom, you believe in his ability, and you believe in his goodness. Say after me, God is a good God. Okay, say one more time, God is a good God. Do you know sometimes we live as though he's not? That when we make petition and requests, it's like we're going to this big bad brother who wants you to prove himself, who wants you to prove yourself before he can actually give you good things. Or you believe that you are not worthy to receive good things. But if God is good, if God is good, if Christ is good, Scripture says, I have been crucified with. It is I that no longer, but it is Christ who lives in me. The reason I go and request in the name of Jesus is because Christ lives in me. So therefore, I have confidence to approach and make petition. God's goodness is not based on whether you are good. It's that he is good. I trust in the Lord for his wisdom. I trust in the Lord for his ability. Because sometimes I go to the Lord asking for a thing, but instead he gives me wisdom and counsel. So I trust in the Lord with everything that I have. Because only he has the ability to give me the life that I need. I do not have anywhere else to go but to the Lord. If the Lord cannot do it, then nobody else is going to be able to do it. Some of us, when a relationship breaks in trust, the first thing to go is what? Communication. You don't want to talk to somebody when the trust is broken. And, and the relationship for trust is based on this, right? It's based on, on someone's character, someone's ability, strength, and someone's truth. If I tell you a thing and I lied to you, it breaks trust. The moment truth is broken, you will doubt my ability, you will doubt my character because truth has been broken. Right now, most Americans are struggling with the government. Because why? Truth is murky. We really don't know what is true and what is not true. And so trust in the systems of government is broken. God is in a kingdom and he too has a government. He is the king in the kingdom. And when you don't trust the system, when you don't trust what God has placed in the kingdom, we will treat God just like we treat the government of this nation. I'm not, I'm not sure. We, we're still gonna vote, but we're gonna be complaining while we do it. We're gonna make, they're gonna make decisions that we make or don't make, but we're gonna complain and, and, and say we don't trust that. We treat God the same way. That's why we're not persistent in prayer. Because trust 
has been broken. This is what the Bible says. Psalm 37 verse 5. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. Do you trust him? You know what Job says? I told the previous services, I'm not going to tell you exactly where the scripture is because I want you to read the whole entire book of Job. You know what Job says? But you know, I know you're all going to Google this now, but then you're not going to read it. But try and read the whole book. Job says, though he slay me, yet still will I hope in him because he has trust. And I'm going to pronounce it the way y'all pronounce it. Habakkuk. Okay, you know what Habakkuk say? Though the fig tree does not bud and the land not yield its crop, yet still will I hope in the Lord. Though I do not get the answer that I need right now, yet still will I hope in him. Many people are leaving the church. Apparently, we have a million people going out of the church. Why? Because they think this thing does not work. They don't understand the reality of it. Because again, trust has been broken. And we cease to press in in prayer to God because trust was broken somewhere. But yet still, I will lift up my hand and I will press in and I will lift up all my heart to believe that he can break through from me. If you've been following your Be Transformed journal, it told you about the heroes of faith. It said that they prayed believing for a thing and they did not see it, but they died believing. May I be found there. May I be found there. May I be like the Hebrew boys where the Bible says, they said to the king, oh king, we will not bow to the statue that you have put there because God will save us. But even if he doesn't I ain't moving from here see when you have true and real faith in the Lord you are not movable in fact challenges will make that faith stronger you don't walk away because of a, an experience that you have you are persistent when you know who he is and his ability and goodness to provide. You remain persistent. This friend remains persistent. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says the friend will get up and will give not only three loaves, but whatever he needs. Not because of the friendship but because of your shameless audacity. You know what that means? That means when I'm knocking on Pastor Ken, and I'm saying, Pastor Ken, you got to help me out with this thing. You got to help me out. With this. Because of my shameless audacity, Pastor Ken is going to be, okay, I get to help this guy because I see that his need is great. He's not thinking this is my son or this is my homie or this is my friend. He's thinking, okay, let's, let's sort him out so he can get the thing that he needs. I press into God. And this is the thing that you got to understand about God. God cannot deny himself. He cannot deny himself. So you pray in the name of Jesus. So you come in the name of Jesus. Because the blessing is going to be upon that. Because he's not going to deny himself. He will give you the thing that he wants to give you. Because all of it is already set to be given to you in the word. 
That's why you pray the scriptures. Because God cannot deny himself. So you pray the scriptures. Because when you stand in the scriptures, God can't say, I don't know what you're talking about. He's going to come and say, oh yeah, I know what I'm talking about because I'm the one that said that. You understand? This is a legal matter. It's a legal matter. Listen to this. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, we know not how we ought to pray, but the Spirit intercedes on our behalf with moanings and groanings that cannot be uttered. Petition is a legal word. That's what a petition is. When you go before a judge, you present your petition to him. And so God said, this is the template that I'm giving you on how to petition a king. And so I'm showing you if you want to petition a king, this is what you do. Just like when you need to understand how to petition a judge, you follow a protocol, you follow a way. So it is with the Lord's prayer. It is a way to petition the king. Now, we don't understand all of the legal jargon in a court of law. So what do we do? We hire a what? A lawyer. The other word for lawyer is what? A counsel. So God is saying that sometimes I don't know how to use this petition, but he has given me a counselor who is the Holy Spirit who will begin to speak on my behalf. Because when I stand before the judge, sometimes I speak. But in most cases, because I don't fully understand the legal system, my counselor will speak for me. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. That's why Paul says, praying always in the because I don't understand it all I don't have it all God knows we don't have it all this is not a legal exam in which you have to pass and know every legal detail to it this is a relationship of leaning into the Holy Spirit and letting him give you the words when it's your turn to speak and when it's not you use your prayer language because you don't understand the details just like when lawyers begin to speak and they use legal jargon you don't get it but you have to trust that your lawyer knows what they're communicating to the judge you trust that the Spirit of the living God is communicating the right thing before the king. Praying always in the spirit. I'm gonna end with this. James chapter one, verse six to eight. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything they do. Will you make up your mind on this relationship? Because if you remain double-minded right here don't expect to receive anything from the Lord see here's the deception of the enemy I already catch it some of you are saying well that's me I'm double-minded I've tried it's not coming together maybe that's why I don't get my prayers on because I'm double-minded you gotta have your footing in this Everything, all of it, your life in this. And you will taste and see that the Lord 
is good. Here's the thing. If you're double-minded here, you're double-minded everywhere. If you're not in a position and place where you're persistent in prayer, you're going to struggle with persistence everywhere else. So I'll leave you this. Kingdom concept. An intimate relationship creates persistent prayer. Would you stand with me? Thanks for listening to this week's message from New Song Church. If you have a prayer need or would like more information about New Song, you can email info at newsongpeople.com. If you would like to partner with New Song through giving, go to www.newsongpeople.com forward slash give. And if you want to stay connected to New Song, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for New Song People.